Action. Hello and welcome to another episode of Your Average Critics. I'm joined today, as usual, by Chris Sandovi. Hope you're both well. Hello. Top of the morning to you. All good, all good. <laughs> I don't know what country or time zone you're in, Obi, but... <laughs> it's morning it's somewhere. <laughs> it's true, but not in Dublin. Um, <laughs> uh, it feels like we haven't pod in ages. Um, I've so not seen anything on Instagram in ages either. I've literally not been to the cinema since Doctor Strange, so um, that feels like a long time ago. That was like beginning of May, so yeah. slacking. Um, but we've got a few things to cover off. Uh, wrap up Moonlight, which again finished a while ago. We were almost at the point where Miss Marvel's releasing, but we will wrap that up, last episode up. Um, if I can even remember what happened, but we'll start with. Glenn, Glenn, sorry, sorry. Before we get onto this, the Star Wars stuff, yeah, I just wanted to ask you, have you seen <laughs> this thing for Winnie the Pooh, the horror film? <laughs> I saw the, the stills, yeah. Is, what the hell? <laughs> I so mad, that thing. It looks yeah. mental. Is it a legit film? I think so, yeah. yeah apparently I'm definitely watching, I'm watching that. It looks so, like, whose idea was that? <laughs> yeah, so we, I saw it on Twitter, but apparently it's because... Winnie the Pooh is in the public domain, so technically, like it's, I guess it's not copyright, so oh. anyone can use the characters. Yeah. Also, oh. like the flip, the thing is about Winnie the Pooh is, like, isn't each character meant to be a different um, mental health issue? Oh, okay. So, what's his name? Dipsy? No, um, Eeyore is dep- depression. Yeah, been the rabbits. No, Christopher Robin's meant to be schizophrenia. Uh, Pooh's meant to be, oh, I don't know actually. Maybe gluttony. Winnie I don't know. The poo, blood and honey. No, these still, these stills are so flipping. They are horrifying. If they're, if they're, um, if it's a legit film, I'll, I'll try and find it and I'll watch it and I'll, I'll do with it. But yeah, you have to because I'm not watching that shit. That's oh. right in my wheelhouse. Sorry, I thought I'd mention that because I just saw it. Anyway, continue. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll try and track that down. Um, yeah, so Star Wars Celebration, I think that's what it was called, happened over the weekend. Uh, Obi told me about it, completely passed me by. So, Obi, give us the lowdown and the highlights. Um, okay, so I will just go through the things that have been announced, I guess, and then we can talk about it for as long as little as we want. Um, so, Star Wars Celebration is just like basically like uh, DC Fandom, D23, da, 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 stuff like that for Star Wars slash Lucasfilm. Um, so yeah, there's loads of fans there and stuff. It looked like, actually looked really cool. Um, and like uh, Ewan McGregor was there and Hayden Christensen was there and stuff like that and Dave Filoni and people like that. Um, but anyway, so uh, things that we got. So we got the trailer for Andor um, and we got the official release date, which is the 31st of August and it's going to be 12 episodes and they've confirmed season two, which is also going to be 12 episodes, which is going to lead into the events of Rogue One. So, oh, okay. So it's like a two-season limited series, in effect. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's good that they kind of planned it to kind of end and then we'll tie in. Because mm. obviously we know what happens to the character of Andor. Mm. Um, I watched the trailer. It didn't give too much away. There was someone around a table who kind of looked like Palpatine, but he also could have just been a generic old guy. Yeah, I was thinking around that time, I think Palpatine would be... His face would have been all rubbery by then, I think. Oh, okay. I think this is before episode four, isn't it? Yeah, but I think after episode three. 
assuming by Cassian Andor's age, I'm just assuming it's after episode three. So this is kind of concurrent with Obi Wan then. Yeah, I suppose it must be. Yeah, around similar time. Yeah. Okay. And Chris, you've seen Obi Wan, right? In case we I'll go into detail with the first two episodes. Yeah, I've seen Obi Wan. Okay, cool. Um, yes. So, okay, what did you think of the trailer for Andor then? Um, like you say, I think it didn't give much away. Um, I am still curious to know what like the main plot points of the show are going to be. Um, I like Cassian Andor, so I'm looking forward to the show, and I like Diego Luna, um, so I'm looking forward. To, I'm looking forward to seeing him. There, were, I'm wondering if we're going to get any, if this is going to be like a fresh cast of like new characters, or if we're going to get, you know, people that we've heard of or seen before. Um, cause Star Wars does tend to like to really like bringing in people from past properties or past films and stuff. So I'm wondering who they might bring in. Um, there was that character played by Daniel Mays very briefly in Rogue One where he talks to Cassian Andor right at the beginning and then gets yeah. killed. Yeah. So I wonder if maybe they'll bring him back because I like Daniel Mays as an actor. Mm. Uh, and obviously Mandalorian will show up um, probably yeah. two, uh, and then we'll the I would say canonically that doesn't make sense, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, it looks it looks cool. It looks like it's going to be like a bit of a spy thrillery sort of vibe. There was quite a few shots of a certain character who seemed to be tracking uh, Cassian Andor, so I'm wondering who he is, or maybe he's like part of the rebellion, or maybe he's a spy for the the Empire. I don't really know, but yeah, there was a few cool shots in there as well. There was one of like like a tribe of people that are watching like a. I want to say a spaceship or a train or something like that. It was like in flames, basically, burning across the sky. That was pretty cool. Um, so, yeah. If, 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 if this film is someone pursuing Cassian, then that pretty much means most of these Star Wars TV shows are about characters being pursued by other characters. Mm. Do you not feel Is there enough variety? Mm. Because Obi-Wan is very much, he's being pursued by the third sister. Yeah, and for the first second episode, he's pursuing Leia. Um, yeah, you know, Boba Fett and Mando are always pursuing or being pursued. I don't know. Is it a bit kind of? I see what you're saying. Rinse and repeat. I see what you're saying. I mean, yeah, yeah, no, I see what you're saying. Yeah, it could be a bit. <laughs> yeah, no, I was trying. I was going to try and justify it, but I was like, do you know what? Actually, I think you have a good but point. Isn't the whole like not to offend any Star Wars fans? But isn't the whole like idea of Star Wars very? Repetitive, anyway. That's kind of what I was going to say, yeah. Because <laughs> the first three, about a kid becoming like a sick Jedi, ends up turning to the dark side. Next True. one, I mean, and getting trapped. If, if it ain't broke, side, don't fix it. You know, I guess well, some some people would argue that it is broken, but I... <laughs> yeah, not true. me though. Um, cool. Uh, so the next one uh, was sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, so this was a game, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, which is a sequel to Jedi Fallen Order. Um, I have played Jedi Fallen Order once, and I played it for about 20 minutes. I died about 37 times, and I said, <laughs> this game's not for me. <laughs> so Chris, I, I assume you played it, so what do you, how do you feel about yeah, it? Yeah, I, I equally the exact same as you, Obi, but I tried to play it on hard mode, mm. and, I, and the exact same thing happened to me. So, And I shared the game with my brother, and he currently has it. So I haven't had the chance to play it too much, but he really liked it. So I'm sure it'll be a hit because cause a lot of people are saying because I don't know when uh, uh, is it canonically uh, this character comes into the Star Wars franchise. 
I think it's but, around the similar time that we're in now with Obi Wan. I think. I think it would be pretty cool to see him. Yeah. I think if you remember the Force Unleashed games, I think people would be buzzing if there was a series based on that guy. Mm. Everyone loved that. Mm. Um, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I've seen people were... saying that they might see. So the character in Jedi Fallen Order is Cal Kestis. I've seen a lot of people saying that. Yeah. He might pop up in Obi Wan because he's like a he's in a similar situation where like. He's a, Je- he's a Jedi, but he's being pursued by Sith Inquisitors and stuff. Okay. But um, the trailer looked... Obviously, it's a cinematic trailer, so there was no gameplay in it. But the trailer, the story after the trailer see, looked you know, pretty cool. But again, because I haven't played the game, I don't really know where where they're at at that point, if that makes sense. No. That I played, I played a, a Darth Vader game on an Oculus Quest. Mm. And you used the nunchucks as like, lightsabers. Oh. Was, like, it was so hard, but it was pretty cool. <laughs> it? That sounds pretty jokes. I want to do that. <laughs> um, we've got a uh, all got a mutual friend who has one, so you can go around to his house and use it. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, I, I've never really played the Star Wars games either, apart from Lego Star Wars, which uh, of, course, of course you love Lego stuff. <laughs> I do love Lego games. <laughs> I'm one of these people. I play very easy games because yeah. I don't want to spend my time on like hour-long missions and camping out and headshots and stuff. No, just give me six-minute halves on FIFA on a moderate level. Oh, FIFA's not yeah. no, no, no. FIFA isn't even going to be a game anymore. Well, EA Sports don't own FIFA anymore, do they? The yeah. game? No, EA Sports FC now. Yeah, Well, they've already lost all the, the rights. Like, I was playing FIFA 22 and Lazio are now called Lithium or something. I was like, mm. oh, my God. Losing all these licenses. I feel like they don't lose the license, but what happens is other companies get exclusive rights. Uh, well, mm. yeah. I mean, I was literally, I was like, well, who the fuck are they teaming Syria? Anyway. I love a Lego game, mate. A Lego, Lego games are quality. They are quality. really good. The Lego Marvel 2 game is really good as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Hey, game, um, I'm, game I'm buzzing about. I can't wait for the Harry Potter game. That is going to be good. Legacy. Yeah. Yeah, you're 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 um really looking forward to that one, aren't you, Obi? Um, Hogwarts, yeah, Hogwarts Legacy, yeah, definitely. I'm, I, I was a bit at odds with my with my conscience about that one, but I think I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna buy it. I think. Mate, you've got the newest console and everything, mate. You won't be fucking yeah. seeing it in HD. I, I watched things with that one. I know we we're going off on a tangent, but with that one, I was actually really disappointed about it. It's only like a single player game. I think if it yeah, was it's... online multiplayer, it would be so good. I don't understand why they limit these games because like, I think it was it's like a Star Wars Battlefront the remake mm. all online mm. the concept was that everyone loved the single player mode but it just, it just doesn't make sense to me but mm. I guess I'm not a game developer so I don't know how much it is to host a server and stuff mm. but yeah back to film and TV yes um, so what were you talking about? The video game, and then um, I saw that John Favreau kind of accidentally confirmed season four of The Mandalorian because he said that. I don't think the... he, I don't think he accidentally did it, mate. Oh, okay. He said the writing for the uh, uh, say name Ahsoka. Ahsoka series is informing Mando series four. Okay. So, yeah, that's good. We're getting an Ahsoka series. I think we knew that already. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they, apparently there was a trailer, there was like a little teaser trailer released as well that we haven't been released to the public, unfortunately. Okay. Quick, I've got a question. Are you more gassed 
for Star Wars ser- uh, series than you are Marvel series? Yeah. No. I'm not. See, I think I am, because I feel mm. like the characters that I care about in the Star Wars series, whereas Marvel haven't really... Because of the six-episode issue, I feel that they have engaged me enough. Mm. It it Marvel are kind of also now um, introducing us to new characters, whereas Star Wars are kind of playing on legacy characters, um, particularly obviously with Obi-Wan. I think Andor's not a legacy character, he's he's been in it before, and Ahsoka is like popular. Mandalorian, that's a new character as far as I'm aware. Yeah. I think think this is to set their base, isn't it? Because if they get a lot of traction on these series, then maybe they can put in like... Um, like what's that Star Wars game that uh, uh, Old Republic maybe they could do like a series on that and stuff mm. well, but I, but I don't yeah, think sorry. all the universes and galaxies they have they are a bit limited to where they do it I was going to say as well Chris so to kind of uh, piggyback off your point is that um, that show they're bringing out The Acolyte which I think they've started um, writing for is supposed to be set like 100 years before uh, Phantom Menace so I think that'll be kind of like a thing of new characters people we haven't seen before da 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 would that, do you reckon that would be like a young Darth Sidious? I think it will be... I don't know, actually. How old is Darth, Darth Sidious? Maybe, I'm probably son. They're old by the time uh, Star Wars 9 comes out. Yeah. Well, people are saying it might be better like um, Darth Plagueis. Or oh, yeah. Like his so, mask. I suppose Yoda would, would probably be alive at that point still. So maybe Yoda yeah. might be in it. Yeah, same yeah. age as Grogu, probably. Mm. I, actually, I'll, I'll say the thing I want to say once we start talking about everyone, actually. Okay. Um, but yeah, sorry, let me just rattle through. Some of these more. Um, so yeah, we talked about Ahsoka already. Um, any of you guys looking forward to Ahsoka? I am, personally. But. I quite liked her appearances in The Mandalorian. Me too. And the thing is, I watched... Oh, yeah, I forgot to say, well, so I watched... Um, I watched some of Clone Wars, not all of it. But I think uh, Ahsoka's character hasn't got to the point yet where she's, like, really interesting. I think that happens in the later seasons. I don't know if, Chris, you can back me up. <laughs> yeah, it does, yeah. I yeah. think she's got more interesting. So it's like, like a series, you kind of you've got a keen eye more on Anakin, I think, um, mm. and a bit about Obi Wan and his backstory, and then I think it kind of I I haven't finished it. I'm only on season five. Mm. I've still got a bit of way to go, but I I'm because of what I know happens at the end of season seven or six. Mm. I kind of it makes me more interested in the Ahsoka series. Yeah, so like it's that same with me. So like the bits that I have seen of her. So I watched that supercut of Revenge of the Sith and that included some stuff from, I think, season seven of Clone Wars. <clears throat> and Ahsoka's character seems a lot more well-developed and it seems like, from an uh, from an ideological, is that a word? From an ideological standpoint, um, she seems to very much differ with the ways of the Jedi, which I think would... And that kind of carried on into when we saw her in The Mandalorian as well, when she said, like, I'm not a Jedi anymore kind of thing. So I find that quite interesting and I ho- and I would hope that they carry that on into the show because that's an aspect of our character that I find quite interesting so yeah I'm looking forward to it in short <laughs> give us give us a, an explanation of the supercut of Revenge of the Sith um, so the supercut of Revenge of the Sith consists of um, so obviously the whole Revenge of the Sith film plus um, all of the deleted scenes from it plus um, 20 odd minutes of the first version of the Clone Wars film from like I don't know what year it was maybe 2000 early 2000s the 2D version and then it also was probably about mm, a solid hour 
maybe maybe more than that. It's probably like an hour and twenty of Clone Wars episodes that happen at the same time that the Revenge of the Sith is happening. Okay, so it yeah, kind of like I was gonna say, don't they cut? There's there's a bit in the Clone Wars series that I think they cut out because mm. it was it was literally in, ta- in tandem of like what happened in the the film. So I reckon that would be quite cool. Have you watched it? I watched it. Yeah, I watched it last week. Um, so it's like quite a it's it's quite a comprehensive watch and it. It does give like a bit of a more well-rounded view of what was happening at the time. I did hope that it would kind of um, give me a bit more of an insight into what was going on in Anakin's head, but it didn't really. Um, but I assume it, that's probably because that happened in the Clone Wars actual TV show, um, rather than those few episodes that I did that I happened to watch in that space. Um, but yeah, in terms of like me knowing what's going on in the rest of like Coruscant and places like that, and there are points where, like, when Anakin starts killing kids, <laughs> um, like, Ahsoka, like, feels it, and she's, like, like she, and she's, like, senses it, she's, like, what the fuck's going on? There's, like, Darth Maul comes up in there, and he, Darth Maul's, like, <laughs> the guy, the voice actor who plays Darth Maul is absolutely brilliant. Like, I need to look up who it is, because every line he had, I thought it was so captivating. So, yeah, he was fantastic. <laughs> um, and, yeah, there's just, like, loads of little different aspects that kind of fed into Revenge of the Sith, which still is not a great film. There are actually points there were deleted scenes with Padme and the rest of the Senate, which I feel like we should have kept in because it may, might have made Padme's character seem a little bit more um, not a damsel in distress. Because um, <laughs> she was like talking to the Senate, like, yeah, we need to do something, we need to stop um, Palpatine because, you know, democracy, da 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 da. And they cut all those bits out. I'm not sure why, because if you leave all the tax shit in, in the, <laughs> the tax reform stuff in the bloody, in the first one, why not leave the Senate stuff in, in the third one? But, um, yeah. But generally, yeah, it didn't super enhance the film for me, Revenge of the Sith, which I think is fine in general. And it's not amazing, apart from like the last 20 minutes. Um, so, yeah. That's so what one, one, one for the purists, really. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. What, what, what did you think of the 2D film part? Because I think on... Because we've got them DVDs, but I think yeah. on Disney it's two... They do it as like two episodes, don't they? Yeah. On Disney. So, is, did you like them? Uh, I will say I didn't love it, but it, it just reminded me of old school cartoons from like Dexter's Laboratory, stuff like hey. that, from the Courage of Cowardly Dog, all that stuff from that, from that time. And there was points where like, you know, in, um, is it Family Guy where the monkey does the thing where he points and just yeah. stares for time? There was bare of that. <laughs> <laughs> and like, and like, uh, Mace Windu had the fattest neck. I was like, why is Mace Windu got such a fat neck? This is pissing me off. But yeah, apart from that, it was alright. <laughs> I thought Obi Wan was going to bring back Mace Windu, and hopefully it does. But maybe no confirmed kill. Yeah. So other things announced: we there's Bad Batch season two. Yep. 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 I haven't seen one yet. Oh, I, yeah. I was going to ask you if it was out. I wasn't sure. <laughs> Is that I, animated? Yeah. I've seen part of season one. I watched maybe ten episodes. I think. Oh, you're probably ahead of me then. But I, I'm trying to. I keep watching. So I'm trying to get more into the animated stuff, but I keep watching bits of every series. I feel like I need to like watch one and then watch the next one and then watch the next one. I feel like it'd be easier if we were watching it as it was coming out because we're doing Absolutely, like, yeah. it's a lot more difficult. Yeah, for sure. But did are they uh, those trilogies that everyone got still happening? No. Um, I think <laughs> they said that the Taika Waititi film is still happening. And I think that's going to be the next film that Star Wars, the next Star Wars film that comes out will be his film. Um, but I don't think they announced anything else in terms of films because I know Patty Jenkins was supposed to get one 
but I don't think there was yeah, Rogue Squadron. Yeah, because the last Star Wars film would have been Rise of Skywalker, right? Mm-hmm. And that came out in 2019. Yeah. So if the next film is Taika Waititi's, I mean, he's only just finished Thor, so mm. presumably that's at least a couple of years away. Yeah. So there would have been about five years between Star Wars films. That kind of seems like they're missing out on something. Because there was, I mean, every year was too much, but I think they need, I don't know if either you agree, but I do feel like people really, I feel like generally do not like the sequel trilogy. So I think it's good for them to have this time to kind of like, give people enough time to forget about, you know, how much they didn't like The Last Jedi or how much they didn't like, you know, that trilogy in general. And then you, now you can reset, hopefully, and do something different or release, remove it from the Skywalker family and people can have, can come over from, with like fresh takes. I feel like. Yeah. Well, we've not really had comedy in Star Wars. I mean, Jar Jar Binks was... There was a little bit in Last Jedi? A little bit. I guess so, yeah. There's a bit of humour, but you presume that Taika uh, Taika Waititi's Star Wars film will probably be more predominantly a comedy. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that, to be honest. Then if I'd said to you Thor 3 would have been a comedy, would you have... No, I guess not. But I also... So like I quite like the first Thor, Thor film in terms of like theme, like the Shakespearean aspect of it. I know Thor Ragnarok is great, but um, I don't necessarily think that um, you know he didn't. I don't think Taika Waititi took something that was like obviously excluding Thor Dark World, took something that was like super shit and made it amazing. I feel like Thor One was actually pretty good or decent at least, and then obviously. He, kind of like took it in a new direction with Thor Ragnarok which was also also very good um, but I have problems with that story development in general but um, I don't think I feel like that style doesn't really carry over to Star Wars which I feel which I think is to be honest it's not really more serious because there are like characters who are a bit more like you know sarcastic and stuff but I just think that marvel aspect that Marvel kind of aspect of it wouldn't be what I would want from a Star Wars film. Mm. Unless he focuses on my Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> oh, God. Um, whilst we, we talk about Waititi, let's just pivot. Um, I don't know how much of the second Thor trailer you recall, but mm. we got a look at Christian Bale's Gore the God Butcher, mm. um, who kind of looks a little bit like Kratos from God of War. But he does, yeah. Um, we we got a glimpse of Zeus. We got Valkyrie wielding the lightning bolt. Uh, two shot of Jane Foster as the mighty Thor and Valkyrie. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it obviously gave us a bit more. It looked fun. I don't know whether. Yeah, I presume Gore the God Butcher is going to end up killing people like of Zeus and on Mount Olympus or wherever they are. Um, but yeah, I mean, is he going to have killed as many gods as Amit did in Moonlight? Who knows? Anyway, what do we What do we um, think? The your expectations for this film? So I have just a couple of things to say. Um, so the trailer's the trailer's decent. Um, I like it. However, um, CGI, please come in again. There's some dodgy CGI in this trailer. <laughs> There's a couple of moments I'm like, oof, that looks bad. But um, that side, um, I am curious. 
again, so I'm really curious to know what this if they're going to go down this cancer storyline with, with uh, Jane Foster or if it's going to be something else. Because um, I think we were saying about... Uh, first of all, she looks... Natalie Portman looks great. I don't know if she like, bulked up for this, but she looks really good. Um, we were talking about, uh, in the group chat, we were talking about the uh, shattered, ha- shattered Mjolnir and it like coming to her and how that kind of like works. And um, I was kind of wondering, yeah, like what was the... Like, how did that even come to be? Like, how does the Mjolnir come back together? And then, like, I want—I hope we get, like, a decent backstory on what the fuck happened <laughs> and how, like, she has now managed to gain these powers kind of thing. Because I think um, we were talking about, oh, it might be because she's, like, really worthy and stuff like that. And that's why the Shadow Pieces come back together. But then I think I was also saying, like, why wouldn't they have come together for Steve Rogers in, you know, the general fight, fight in, in general? Um... And yeah, I'm just kind of curious to see where they're going to go in that avenue. Um, I think that Gore the God Butcher looks really cool. Um, and I feel, I really liked in the trailer how like there were parts of the trailer that were in like black and white. Mm. Um, and then they were like lit, lit up by some, lit up in some parts. Um, I thought that was a really cool aspect and I hope they keep that in the actual film. Um, I think that uh, Russell Crowe as Zeus, I do not like. Um, no. No, I think he looks. I don't know. That's not why. He just looks like like an old guy doing cosplay. Like, <laughs> I, think <he> looks, <laughs> I think he looks rubbish. And I, I don't know. Is Russell Crowe? Is that what Russell Crowe looks like, or is he put? On, has he put on weight, or is that a fat suit? I did think he looked a bit heavy. Because I, I, mean, I saw him in that. Do you, I don't think you guys watched that film, that rage, that road rage film that he was in, and he was quite heavy in that. Uh, I didn't know if it was him or if it was. He was like putting on a fat suit or something like that. I don't know because I'm used to seeing him in flipping. Uh, what's it called? Gladiator. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was twenty two years ago. Yeah. Years ago so. <laughs> but, I mean, like, yeah, I don't know. I just think he, I think he made Zeus looked lame. I think he just looked like some some old fat geezer. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Um, but other than that, yeah, I think it's a decent trailer. Um, I'm expecting just more of like Thor Ragnarok on steroids. To be honest, I'm a bit. I'm a bit. Like, I feel like Thor, we've had four Thor films, plus him being the Avengers. I feel like he keeps going through very similar arcs. Like, it's like, I'm great. Then it's like, ah, oh, I'm downtrodden. Who am I? Then you're great again. Then it's like, oh, who am I? And then it's like, oh, I'm great. And now it's like, oh, who am I? <laughs> like, I just feel like, he's, just feel like he, he's going through the same thing. Like, I'm, I'm hoping that after this film, he's like, he's finally like, yeah, okay, I'm Thor, this is me, I'm not going to get depressed and have to go through <laughs> this and that again and lose my power and do this again and that again and lose my hammer and do this again and that again, again. Just so... Mm. I think he's dying. I think, I, no, no, I think he's going to go off after this film. As in like, what, in space? Yeah, I think he's going to go on his own little adventure and we won't see him for a while. Oh, okay, so what, you think this is like the last kill, Thor film for a while? If they kill off Chris Hemsworth's character, I think they lose too much traction from the previous uh, heroes. Well, yeah, um, we've already lost uh, two of the big three, innit? So. Yeah, um, and if I'm not mistaken, we're probably going to lose Guardians of the Galaxy at some point. If, yeah, I think you're right, yeah. Um, so, big characters that we still got in, what, Doctor Strange? Okay. We've got... Spider-Man, okay, but he's taking a little break till the next film. Mm. So, <clears throat> I feel like they're, they're going to find it <clears throat> awfully hard 
keep going if they kill him off. Um, but this is Marvel, and this is obviously Chris Hemsworth if he wants to stay. Or he wants to go, I guess. So I hope they kill yeah. him. Do you? Yeah, not because I hate Thor or anything, but I think that would be a real big shock, and I'd be like, oh, wow, well done. So yeah, he's he's kind of what what more has he got left? Do I don't know his comic arcs or anything, but yeah. you know, in in this version of Thor, he's lost his brother, um, and his dad, lost, his mom, his dad, his mom, his sister, his we well, killed his sister, mm-hmm. his planet. Um, I don't know. He's I not think King of Asgard anymore. Yeah, it's kind of yeah, but I feel like he could be King of Asgard if he wanted to, because what's her face? Valkyrie don't seem like she wants to be. I feel like um, I feel like he'd go off on his own adventure and come back at a later film. I do also think um, Loki obviously could come back at any point and they could start a different film with that, but that would be a bit redundant, I feel. Um, It's a tricky one. I mean, I wouldn't like like Natalie Portman taking over. That's my my biggest issue. I'd have to wait and see it before I can comment on whether or not I'd like her to take over, to be honest. Um, I think that, Chris, I think them... um, I think... He could, I think the the more likely thing is that he goes off and does whatever and he comes back to a film in five years or something like that. I think that's the more likely of the two of him leaving him dying. I think him dying would be ballsier and I, that's why I hope they do it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they can always bring him back, can't they, as a variant or as exactly, exactly. In, in the Loki timeline. Yeah. Um, I just think he's, Apart from Hawkeye, he's the last hangover from that original Avengers. Um, and Hawkeye was always the least of them anyway. So Hulk's still about, mate. Oh, of course. Mm. Okay, well, let's uh, talk about She-Hulk. I, I don't like that he's still in it, actually. His character arc has been shy. Who, Hulk? Hulk? Yeah. Well, I mean, he's been hamstrung Hulk by film. rights issues. Yeah. yeah. Well, still owned by Universal, that. I think. I had no idea. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so... Yeah, um, She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, is a thing. Um, you're talking about shoddy CGI. Fucking oh, hell. Woof. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, they would have done better. If, you know, have you ever seen clips from the 70s or 80s Hulk show where Lou Ferrigno's just painted green? Yeah. <laughs> they could have done that and it would have looked better. She looks dreadful. She looked quite like, bad, yeah. They, they've like put some sort of, you know, uh, effects matting over her face and there's like barely any expression and she just looks terrible. I, th- I know people were saying, oh, it's not releasing for another couple of months, they've got time. But you'd think if you were working on the visual effects for a trailer, you'd make it look half decent. Um, I'm wondering, Sorry, who, who are the people that campaigned to get Sonic changed? We need to yeah. um, get them back at the work. What, what I don't get though is that like Hulk, I think, looks really good and Abomination looks really good as well. So why doesn't she look good? Yeah, but probably, they can probably use the same... Um, animations they use from previous things can't they because okay. was, was in um, Shang-Chi when he right, th- right, that's right. a different look to the one that we had in the Hulk mm. and I assume the Hulk also they can just retro move him to a different thing I think the problem I've got is we waited so long for a trailer for both Thor or, or Thor and Doctor Strange like why do they need to bring out this trailer now if they mm. haven't finished doing it do you know what I mean like it's going to put more people off than on before we know they are finished. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean it. It looks. How shit. would that? Be? Do you think you could get used to it, like you did with Moonlight, or do you think it would be too much because it's like all over? 
I think it would bother me to be honest every time I see it. <laughs> yeah, I think it depends how much she becomes She-Hulk. Um, but this is Tatiana Malzny, I think her name is. is Mussolini, is... I think. Okay, apologies if you're listening. Um, yeah, she. Uh, uh, my internet is is not working at the moment, so I can't. I'm trying to Google the character's name. Oh, now it worked. Thanks, Google. Jennifer Walters. Jennifer Walters. Okay, so she is the cousin of Bruce Banner, um, mm. and she, we think she gets into a car accident, and then to save her life, Bruce gives her some of his um, blood, Ooh. and then she develops into, well, she can change into She-Hulk, mm. uh, but she's also a lawyer, and she... Oh. Sorry, Chris, were you speaking? Uh, I, I was, no, I was going to say, I'm not so sure that's like, because I feel like it'd be too easy to get some of Hulk's blood and then give it to her. Although Hulk is pretty indestructible, isn't he? I was going to say, maybe they do it on purpose. Maybe they have to turn her into a Hulk. Anyway, sorry, Karen. Well, that's a good point because Hulk tries to kill himself, but he spits the bullet out. So would a needle go into his arm? This Professor Hulk, maybe it's different. That's a good question. Yeah, fair also, enough. I'd to know how he turned himself into Professor Hulk if he can't put a needle into Hulk's arm. True. Uh, well, he said yeah, he, worked with, he worked with loads of gamma radiation, didn't he? Yeah. And his arm's healed. Um, yeah. Um, sorry, go Finish what you saying. Sorry. Well, I was going to yeah. say, so she, she's a lawyer and uh, she works for a, a new division that represents superheroes, I think they said. Yeah. Uh, and so she seems to have been assigned Abomination as the client. And it's the, he's in the same cell that he was in at the end of Shang-Chi. So presumably this takes place just after Shang-Chi, mm. um, which is cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're presuming that we'll see Jessica Jones or Daredevil maybe because it's about lawyers and, uh, actually Jessica Jones wasn't a lawyer, was she? Oh, she was an investigator. But anyway, yeah. I mean, this did not look very good. Um, I, I disagree. <laughs> okay. I, I like, I like the tone and I like the premise. Um, and I think if you have, obviously there, I think there was a couple bits with, um, uh, like a different, uh, villain like Jamila Jamil I think plays the villain in this series but the idea that like they've invented like superhero law and they want her to head it up to deserve, I think this is I, I, I find quite interesting and like the fact that I think this is going to be like nine 30 minute episodes I think it's going to have more of like a maybe not a sitcom vibe but definitely lean more on the comedy side of it which I think will be a, a, a fairly you know interesting change of pace because you know not everything has to be about you know psychopaths trying in the world um, I think I would enjoy that. Um, I liked the whole bit of, of her like um, doing like the dating stuff, like <laughs> doing the dates on Tinder and stuff like that. I thought that was quite funny. But um, so yeah, I think it looks okay. I just, the CGI really did bother me though. But um, if they can tighten that up, then I'm really interested to see the premise of the rest of the show. Yeah, apparently Benedict Wong is is confirmed to return as Wong, uh, which is good because I like his character. Mm. And he's always the even, though, he, even I, though he's a I, shit sorcerer supreme. I was gonna say like he's, he's a bit meh for me now. Ah, uh, he's uh he's always the bridesmaid and never the bride. Yeah. Yeah, but he, what what does he do? Good question, Chris. Good question. He makes portals and appears in different yeah, but films. Before, like it, it's it was fun to begin with, but now since he was absolutely useless in Doctor Strange, mm. I'm a bit like actually. Wrong, but is there any point? Yeah. Wasn't Hulk part of the hologram at the end of Shang-Chi? Yeah, he was. And he was Bruce Banner. That was Miss Marvel, wasn't it? 
or Captain Marvel. Yeah, it was Bruce I mean, Banner. But so if this is carrying on after that, and Wong was in that, I'm so I'm now so confused. Yeah, about the they have to explain the timeline. I think because where know, does Doctor Strange be. fit in? Yeah. Oh could, yeah. He could be the end credit scene. Could be way into the future. Yeah. But then I'd be like, why did you put it at the end of that film? Why did you not put that scene at the end of another film, maybe? But I don't know. Mm. Instead of doing all these shit trailers, put some decent content at the back. Do you think maybe during Doctor Strange, Wong would have been like, oh, what was this guy? He had like loads of rings and they're really powerful. This could be useful for Wanda. Mm. I don't know. Mm. Anyway. Ooh. In Marvel, they still haven't really answered. Uh, you know, in is it Captain America 2? The geezer says about a few people on on the rooftop. Yeah, and we've had yeah. answers: Doctor Strange, uh, Moon Knight, and Spider Man. Yeah. But there's one more that hasn't been answered yet. Valley yeah. Victorian from somewhere or other. Yeah, yeah I don't know if we'll, we'll ever get an answer to that. But maybe, maybe Kevin Feige is keeping that one up his sleeve. Um, yeah. Any more thoughts on She Hulk? No, not really. It, but yeah. Yeah, I hope that I hope we do see like a Daredevil cameo or something like that. Um, yeah. Any thoughts on Ms. Marvel, which comes out the week after next? Um, not many thoughts considering um how when it's coming out. But I again, like Chris said, I watch it. Um, I think that I actually think the vibe of this um is very much up my street. Like the teen, <laughs> the teen angst, teen angst. Sort of, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the Riverdale shit, like that's <laughs> that's like up my alley. So I'll probably yeah. like this quite a lot. Um, there's a bit of diversity in there, you know, like a bit of culture and stuff like that, which I think is interesting. Um, I'm curious to see if and how um, this ties into uh, like Captain Marvel, if it does, if it is going to Captain Marvel, or if she makes an appearance in it, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, um, I'm presuming she will because this, like, um. Marla Khan, aka Ms. Marvel, appears in the Marvels, which is coming mm. out in a couple, next year, I presume. So yeah, next year. you'd think that there must be some sort of tie-in at the end of this series to sort of mm. say, hey, you know, hello, Carol. Mm. Yeah, I'm curious to see. I'm very curious to see what. Uh, I'm. Do you know, what? the most curious thing I'm to see about this show is how it's received, because mm. I have a bad feeling that people will dislike the show without even like giving it a chance <laughs> fair enough yeah um we'll find out i feel like they're gonna have to episode one aren't they so they again they're gonna have to grip people from episode one i think yeah yeah because i would love to know the behind all the series although we did something get posted the other day actually someone was making a comment how low moon knight was for moon knight's being three years less than the others as in, like, critical reception? Yeah, like, viewership and stuff. Oh. Um, critical? Yeah. I mean, critical over the shop. I can't trust a single thing online anymore. Because some people say it's quality, some people say it's shit. Like, I can't... There's no, like, happy medium with these, like, reviews anymore. Um, should we talk about Moon Knight, then, as we naturally come on to it? Um, so we'd seen up until episode... We talked about to episode five, which ended with Tara, but the um, hippo god coming into the asylum, being like, "Hello." Um, <clears throat> is that right? Yeah. 
And then um, we'd also <laughs> had uh, Stephen got sol- solidified because he fell over the boat and Mark ended up in the Field of Reeds, a.k.a. Heaven. So episode six, uh, Amit is freed and all of the Egyptian god avatars get killed. Um, the I'm reading this, by the way. It's not my name. <laughs> the Ushabti from Konshu is released uh, by Layla. Um, Mark manages to save Stephen, uh, and then they go. Um, uh, Tarawet helps them back into the realm of the living. Um, they get reunited with Konshu. Layla becomes the avatar for Tarawet and becomes the Scarlet Scarab because Scarab and Hippos are equivalent. Um, there's uh, the beginning of a fight scene with Harrow and then conveniently uh, they black out and then Harrow is incapacitated Uh, then they still uh, there's a big fight between Amit who's a giant crocodile and the giant version of Konsu which is kind of like Godzilla vs. Kong um, but thankfully shorter Amit gets sealed in Harrow's body. Then they take him to the mental asylum that we saw in the previous episode. Uh, then they go off on their own. And then in the mid-credit scene, Harrow is killed by Jake Lockley, uh, the third alter ego of Mark Spector, who is still working with Konshu. So, Jake was, something? Lockley, yeah. Jake Lockley. I was very disappointed. That was, part of the, that was the best part of the episode. Can I just say, Glenn, sorry, I'm just going, because I was trying to find out what my thoughts were on the final episode, because I, I know we spoke about it, I'm just going through your thing, you said, you said, I thought the season finale was shit, and this you might say, cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, sorry, Let's continue. Shout out to our friends at Touchdown. Oh, so we have spoke about it then? No, no, no. no, no on the, uh, on the chat, not on a podcast. Uh, yeah, it was bad and and they they i don't know if they just didn't have the budget or the time or the bother but your final fight scene between the villain harrow and your protagonist to then just black out and it finished that's yeah, so bad. disappointing it's bad. Um, and I, I get why they did it but like because we've been seeing that all season you'd think that eventually maybe for the last fight at least we would get to see it Get to see yeah. them fight and fuck someone up properly. Enough. It seems lazy and cheap and kind I of agree. doing us a disservice. Mm-hmm. And then also Layla, like immediately becoming sick at her, you know, using her powers and stuff. Mm. I mean, I, I don't really know what a scarab has got to do with the hippo, but I no. guess I like the costume though. Yeah, but, yeah. but then I, I feel like she she is a secret, isn't she? Like some secret agent, and she knows martial arts and stuff. So or how to use combat. I swear she's combat ready. Because didn't she beat that zombie and throw it down like the the ditch in like episode four? Mm. So I yeah. feel like she was more. In, she would be more likely to wield the suit better than Mark. Stephen, I guess. Because Mark, I think Mark, Stephen, Mark was trained. Stephen, Stephen's not. Yes, Stephen, 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 yeah. But then Stephen finds out he is because obviously he is Mark, so he knows what Mark knows, kind of thing. So then he can fight too. I did like the two there. Uh, there was bits where they, he, Stephen was fight, Stephen and Mark were fighting Harrow, and they were like switching in between their personas whilst they were fighting him. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, but, but why? That's fine. I don't know. I don't know. But that's they switch. 
everyone gets a go in it. <laughs> but I think, sorry, sorry, Chris, I just want to quickly because I think this was shit as well. So I just want to tell people why I think it was shit. Um, Mark goes back to get Stephen, and or no, he wanted to go back to get him, and the hippo was like, "Oh no, it don't work like that." And then Mark was like, "I don't care," and went back anyway. So okay, it does work out like that then. And then <laughs> and then he touched Stephen's hand, and then suddenly Stephen was human again. How the, what the fuck? How does that work? Yeah, none of that scene made any sense. It's so stupid. As soon as Stephen hit the ground, he turned into the stone. But Mark can jump off, walk freely, and then touch him and make him back alive. I mean, I guess it might be because Mark's the main body. Yes. But yeah, I, this is why this is why I didn't really like the episode. Yeah, because it's like a, a lot of not good uh, scenes with potential, but they just didn't execute very well. Is what yeah. I would say it probably is. Yeah. and I feel like the whole hippo world. Uh, that was, was I didn't like that at all. Unnecessary. They they could have kept it all in the uh, in the hospital, and we could have really dived into that a bit more. Especially mm-hmm. when everyone thought that um, the new guy, oh, I've forgotten his name, uh, was in it. Um, hey. Jake. Well, Jake. I will say as well though, just quickly, just because you mentioned Jake, like the thing in episode five or whatever was with the—I t- don't know if I said this already—but like the two hearts on the scale and they're not balancing. There's a third person personality, so why did they then balance? They should never have balanced. So I, I saw that the writer—I think it was the writer—said it was because they weren't aware of him. But what? if you're not aware. I don't know, like, how was he created? Because we saw that Stephen was created in response to trauma that mm. Mark was suffering. So how was Jake created? We mm. now need a bit of backstory on that, but I don't really want to see a season two. It's a lot, it's, a, it's too much inconsistency because I feel like it can't, they kind of hit the nail on the head in episode one in the fact that when the geezer touched Stephen's arm, Stephen's the, the scales went crazy mm. just to imply there's something off. Mm. And then obviously they, then you come to episode five or six or whatever. And it's not really like tying in with what we've seen before. Um, I just, yeah, like the thing is like, I can give good aspects of this series. The whole backstory of his acting in it was good, like really interesting. Um, I don't really understand the guy wanting to be a villain. That kind of just was a bit lost with me. Uh, yeah, mm. and uh, I, I'm, but, yeah, I just, I just yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, right. Harrow as well. Sorry, yeah. Chris, Chris. No, I was like Harrow as well. Just to um, touch on it quickly, Harrow goes to that temple place, like chambers, and he kills all the gods, and we don't see that either. Yeah, it, and then and then those gods are fucking retards. <laughs> I was gonna because... say that is one of the most stupidest things in this whole series because oh they're all gods and he's got the power of a god. Yet yeah. they weren't able to like beat to him. Tell that he was fucking but, lying as well. Yeah, like if he killed one of them, surely <laughs> the other four would be like, okay, let's get him. Yeah, like it's... Harrow the God Butcher, isn't it? Ooh. It sounds like it. I mean, the thing with what Marvel are doing right now is they're just doing every. They're trying to like bring in every. Um, I don't know how to say this in a in a religiously correct way, but they're trying to they're bringing in like all the gods, aren't they? They're trying to bring all the different not mythologies. It is mythology, isn't it? Faiths? Huh? Mythology, I think mythology is a 
Actually, maybe not mythology. I don't know, but continue what you're saying. Yeah, but like they're just trying to bring all the different uh, gods into the series, aren't they? And I mm. feel like it's going to really contradict. It's really going to like contradict one one another. I feel. Mm. Yeah, that's that's all I had to say. I mean, having a giant god fight was a bit odd as well, but that was god. Yeah, was, was that? I, yeah, that even that bit. I was like, I I thought that like them, Conchu and uh, is it Amit? fighting mm. was like a I thought it was like a mental I thought it was like a metaphorical battle because Harrow and Thingy were fighting but they were literally they were literally fighting I don't know if anyone could, it was only Harrow and them lot can see them and then no one else can see them right? that's what I thought okay. I assume so yeah yeah I just thought I just thought that was very good. anticlimactic yeah. and very I think, disappointing yeah. the only saving grace of this I think is um, I think Oscar Isaac is good in this mm. apart from that and, and, and uh, Ethan Hawke's pretty good as well where are we going to see these characters again, do you think? Um, there was some people saying that Moon Knight might be in the Blade film, maybe. Okay. Um, and I think there's a there's a Halloween special coming out this year, um, which is supposed to be like um, Sons of Midnight or something like, something like that. Werewolf. Think, uh, Werewolf That's it. Werewolf, yeah. So someone was saying that Moon Knight might be in that as well. But... Yeah, other than is that... Been... What's that, Chris? Sorry, is Blade meant to come out this year? No, I don't think so, no. I don't think we've got a release date for that yet. I don't think they've got a director, have they? <clears throat> uh, I feel like they have. Okay. I am just going to quickly Google. Because uh, I feel like they've, they've done Blade as like a real like pivot. Uh, not pivot. Um, yeah, because like, he's connected now, we assume, to... Uh, the Eternals or the Sword, which then links Kit Harrington's character into the series. Mm. He's um, it's also assumed that the sword that God God Butcher uses or the weapon is also linked to Blade. So mm. I don't know. It's a lot going on. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, to answer your question, going, I don't know when we're going to see him again. But I'm really, I think this uh, this is probably the least I'll be excited for a season two of a show. Think. Yeah, I think we will pretty much put it towards the bottom of um, the the ranking. Yeah, yeah I'm to, there doesn't seem to be. Bassam Tariq has apparently okay. been made to. Uh, no idea that is. No, another direct Blade, but yet no release date for that or the Fantastic Four film, and we don't have a confirmed director for the Fantastic Four film yet, although we're presuming and hoping it'll be John Krasinski. Um, did you finish talking about stuff announced at uh, Star Wars? Oh yeah, um, <laughs> that was a massive was, tangent. But yeah, no, there was a couple. There was another thing. Uh, there was a couple more things. So I don't know if this is if this is animated or if this is live action, but Star Wars Skeleton Crew, so which is going to star Jude Law, um, created by uh, John Watts and Christopher Ford, which will follow a group of 10-year-old kids from a small planet who get lost in that galaxy far, far away and must try to find their way home. The story will take place after Return of the Jedi and will fit in within the timeline of The Mandalorian and Ahsoka. But yeah, I have no idea if this is animated or if this is a live action. They really are milking that Mandalorian contemporary time frame, aren't they? They really are. But Mandalorian is just that good. I will say as well, I don't know. I think Chris, you asked a question earlier about... Um, uh, what you're excited for, Star Wars shows or Disney, uh, Marvel shows. And I will say that I feel like, so far, none of these shows 
to be fair, it's not really fair because Mandalorian season, well, my favourite season of Mandalorian was season two, so they keep got an extra season. But none of them have been as good as that season of television for me so far. So the the little um yeah so yeah the little Boba Fett cameo didn't do it for you in uh, Obi Wan. No? <laughs> I, I do you know what? I just thought that was a really um I really like that um that little uh, thing. mate. This guy is laughing. He's making money off the yeah. Money. He's loving it. Um, yeah, I mean to to clarify, I presume he was a clone rather than actual Boba Fett. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, clone. Um, sorry, I'm just checking if there's any more things. Star Wars Visions season two. Yeah, I like Star. I liked season one of Visions. It was, not, it was. I like the concept. I think it was really cool. Yeah, I lo- I watched like two of them. They're pretty cool. Um, I think we spoke about them at the time. There was one which was about the guy who was hunting the Sith. Yeah, that was cool. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, sorry, no, I was going to say we can move on to talking about Kenobi in this. I was just going to say one more thing. Uh, which was Star Wars Tales of the Jedi, which is an animated series featuring Ahsoka, Count Dooku, and Liam Neeson's Qui-Gon Jinn. Okay. Same so like during the uh, same time frame as Mandalorian. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fencing a theme. Sorry, live action? No, animated. Oh. Yeah, yeah that's it. But yeah, a lot, quite a few things. You know. Is Liam Neeson reprising his role as Qui-Gon? Yeah. Oh. Will he be doing so in the Obi Wan series? Absolutely. I'm, I hope. I I'm, I'm convinced. I'm so, they've been they've been egging it on from the start of the slipping series. Yeah, in it. Yeah. So Obi Wan, we got the first two episodes on Friday. Shout out to that Friday release. Mm-hmm. Though it looks like the subsequent ones are going to be on a Wednesday. Mm. Um, <laughs> so yeah, this the, we first of all the first five minutes or so were a very quick recap on um, the prequel trilogy, mm. which I was pleasantly surprised about. We got shots of Mace Windu, we got Qui Gon, we got Padme, um, and obviously like a part of the final battle from Revenge of the Sith. There was even a shot of Jar Jar, um, so that kind of quickly reminds us what's going on. We also see a clip of Order 66 happening, which was pretty cool. So the uh, clones turning on the Jedi and um, you know, the children being at risk. Um, Then we've got Ben Kenobi who is living a life of kind of solitude and hiding out because the Jedi are being hunted. Most of them are killed. Um, I have no idea what planet he's on, but Tatooine. Um, ta- oh, okay, Tatooine. So he's like chopping meat, and he's got his little weird camel thing, um, and he looks uh, looks out for Luke, uh, who's currently living with Uncle Owen. Um, at the same time, there are Inquisitors who are Jedi turned bad, yeah. but not Sith, and yeah. they are hunting the last of Jedi. There's um someone called the Third Sister, uh, Reva, who has some grudge against Obi-Wan and is defying... A major grudge. (laughs) ...is defying orders of the Grand Inquisitor um, to basically hunt him down and and use any means possible. We've also got uh, Leia Mm. on Alderaan. Uh, Ten-year-old Leia, who is apparently ten, although she looks about five. Um, (laughs) So... (laughs) 
She's on Alderaan and was adopted by uh, Senator Organa. So she is, um, you know, kind of being rebellious. Is like, eh, politics is boring. She then gets kidnapped by these bounty hunters who were hired by the third sister. Um, and then Senator Organa, at the end of episode one, contacts Obi-Wan and says, please, you need to help Leia. And he's like... Um, this is a patriarchy, mate. I'm looking after Luke. And he's like, whoa. Equality and Leia is equally as important, which is mm. good because she was not so much in the original trilogy. Yeah. So that, that actress is actually, oh no, that actress is nine. She's going to be ten. Really? Next month, yeah. Okay, I don't know what ten years look like to be fair. But I suppose when they shot it, she's <laughs> probably maybe eight. So yeah. She's proper tiny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so Obi Wan is like, okay, I will try and find her. So he tracks them in episode two. Um, he encounters Con Man, played by um, Kamil Nanjani, uh, and he's just a Con Man. He's mm. trying to get his credits. It's a bit of like a seedy planet. Um, Leia runs away from Kenobi very slowly. <laughs> oh my god. Kenobi is not much faster. Um, and it's basically like a cat and mouse and she's like, are you a real Jedi? Who are you? Say you are. Um, and then by the end of the episode, he has to use the force to save her and, and kind of reveal himself. Um, Reva is, is chasing after him and the Grand Inquisitor is like, hey, get back in your place. She's like, fuck you. Lightsabers him. Mm. And uh, But Obi-Wan and Leia escape. So yeah, I was without before revealing that Anakin is still alive. Yes. Oh yeah, he's in a factor tank. As, not sure. Not sure how I feel about that. But as yeah. Boba Fett was, mm. um, and Bad Kane, and Cad Bane, Joker. Cad Bane, sorry. <laughs> Bad Kane. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the Marshal guy, and presumably the Grand Inquisitor. So everyone gets yeah. a factor tank. You get back to tank. You get. You back get a factor tank. It's Oprah fucking. Anyway, so yes, um, I quite liked it. It was nostalgia. I like you. I'm not like you. What's that? Sorry, you sold me a green mate. Oh. All right, talk to us, though, Chris. What did no, you, you go, you go. No, no, no. You start, Chris. Oh, it's, I wanted to just put that little, that little bit out. There. No, 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 no. Come, mate. You carry on. What did you, what did you say? That's holding, that's holding a dream. He said he really liked it, didn't he? Yeah, I liked the. Is that? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Now, what were your thoughts, Chris? You, you don't seem too hot on it. What was... I thought it was all right. I thought it was all right. I thought it's it's obviously going to be a slow start. Because... <laughs> sorry, sorry. Just quickly, just the thing, Glenn. All Glenn said is, "I'm liking Obi Wan so far." Yeah, but <laughs> it's not, it's not, mate. It. fair enough. <laughs> Continue, sorry. Oh, mate. I don't know. So you're not a fan, Chris? Yeah, but yeah, like, I I thought it was all right. I think I I needed a bit more maybe action, mm. um, because the only action scenes we got. Was a lot of chasing after a kid, yeah. and, it was, and it was embarrassing when they were all chasing after. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was uh, what, what was worse, that chase sequence or the motorbikes on Boba Fett? Ah, oh, the motorbikes, the motorbikes, <laughs> the motorbikes. 100%. Do you think? Do you yeah, think? I hated those. I hated them. No, I was watching these grown ass men couldn't even catch up to the four year old girl. So dumb. Like the way they just paused at the trees. I was like, you can but definitely like, yeah. jump over these or it's shoot through. I, was, I suppose they didn't want to kill her. I would <laughs> uh, like I liked his I liked his conversation with 
oh, what is his name? Uncle Owen. Uncle Owen. Yeah. Um, I thought that was cool. It showed that he doesn't really care for the Jedi, just wants to look after Luke, wants him to go away. I thought it was interesting that Obi-Wan's decided he's going to cut Summon or Tuna for a living. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's just a humble meat monger. He's going to yeah. cut Tuna for a living. <laughs> Tudor for, for a living get hustled by some geezer, isn't well, it? hilarious. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't really understand. I mean, I get Obi-Wan wanting... Like, it It was like... It's a bit, like, conflicting for me. For Obi-Wan to, like, look over after Luke, that's fine. I get that. But then to, like, try and give him something to impose the will of a Jedi on him, almost. Because the whole idea is if you can do the flying thing, you've got the ability to be... a Jedi, haven't you, or something along those lines, if I remember correctly, from the films. So I feel like, for what's just happened, you kind of want to keep him away from everything, especially at the age he's at. But again, not neither here nor there. Um, I thought the, the the first sister just had such an issue, like such an attitude, and I was like, I need some explanation. Like, and I feel like in two episodes we could have got that explanation as to why she didn't like him. I think we're going to get the next episode probably. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't know if I like the look of the Grand Inquisitor. He looked a bit funny. Um, also, if he's dead, that was the quickest kill of a big bad that I've seen in a long time. Is um, he not canonically in things after this? I think he is, yeah. I thought, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't remember if he was before or after. But I if think he's he in he's Rebels, got, which I think is around the same I think it's after this or around the same got, time. He as got murked pretty easy and I was like, what the hell? Also, it didn't really make sense why the third sister didn't start chopping up the plane when they got away. Because the plane was super close. They they timed that wrong. The visuals were wrong in that. They needed to... They... Bare time parkouring over roofs. I thought that was... To be fair, the parkour I liked, but then when she finished the parkour and she was nowhere near where she needed to be, I was like, that was a fucking yeah. waste of time. Yeah. I don't know. Also, yeah. does, does Obi-Wan have two lightsabers or one? Two. One's Qui-Gon, isn't it? I, I thought I thought the other one was. Oh, it was Anakin. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, but, but does, could be quite isn't, is is Anakin's one Qui-Gon's old one? No, they're both blue. Okay, because I would I would like to see an Obi-Wan dual wield. That that I would like to see, but mm. I don't know if that's possible uh, for him to do it. Um, yeah, and no, that's sorry. It was a decent. It's decent first two episodes. I feel like there could have been a bit more to it, but. They're just... Is it six episodes? Please tell me it's more than six episodes. Oh, it's six. six. So we're a third of the way through. Fire! <laughs> Have you been missold a dream on TV? If so, cool. 0800. Oh, my God. Six OBI. <laughs> um, so what, is yeah. the whole six episodes going to be him getting the girl back to the planet or something? Nah, I'm pretty sure he's going to drop her off and then find Darth Vader. Um I've- I thought it was bare raw that he didn't help out that other Jedi. That was raw, man. Nah, to be fair, though, he said, stay hidden. And then, yeah. he, obviously, he didn't. So, you know, you reap what you sow. Mm-hmm. So, episode, episode one, he was, um, you know, manifesting uh, Qui-Gon, being like, give me advice, master. And I was like, oh, my God, it's going to be amazing. But, uh, no, we, that was a little bit of a fake out. Uh, although, hopefully, he comes back. Um, uh, just as, like, a force ghost. You, that'd, be, that'd be so cool if he he's definitely come back he's definitely got, come back got to you weren't keen on Vader maybe I wasn't keen on Vader is that what you said when I said about I, you said 
keen on uh, Anakin being in the, the cryo chamber. Yeah, no, right. yeah, no, not the cryo chamber. So I wasn't keen on Reva knowing that Anakin is Darth Vader. Is that not supposed to be like a like only a few people know that? I'm gonna. I'm. I'm assuming from that statement that she's been given a solo mission by Darth Vader to get Obi Wan. Oh. Okay. I was a bit like, yeah, I don't know, because I just thought, based on the films, I thought like only like a select amount of people knew that Anakin and Darth Vader were the same geezer. Um, I, I think you're right. I think you're right. So that's what kind of throws a bit of a. So yeah, her knowing, and she seems fairly low down in the Inquisitor ranks for her to know that big of a, you know, of a thing. I was a bit like, oh. Well, I'm not really sure about that personally. Um, generally, though, um, I like the show. Um, I would say, yeah, like you say, there are a few things that I think aren't the best. Like those chasing, they are pretty, pretty terrible. I think the little girl who plays Leia though is really, really good. Um, and I think she does really well to kind of like capture that, like that essence of um, Carrie Fisher, um, like a younger version of her. Obviously, I thought the bit where she. Um, started chatting shit to her cousin I thought it was hilarious because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, and then obviously like uh, what's his face Jimmy Smith and uh, not Jimmy Smith obviously that's his real name uh, Bail Organo have to like kind of like tell her off and I like you can see like their bond because we don't really see them um, well we don't see them at all do we in the uh, any of the films together so it was nice seeing their like the connection that they have together and him saying like you are you are like a real Organo and stuff like that um, I really like, enjoyed that, and I really like the like the bait and switch element of it. In that this series has got a bit more of a focus on Leia because we haven't gotten any Leia really in the films, not as much as we should have or could have, considering she herself is you know a Jedi and stuff like that, and she's actually like a really important part of that legacy of characters. Um, so it's nice getting a bit of her backstory. And I was saying to Glenn as well um, that I'm wondering if she calls if she names Kylo Ren Ben Solo after Ben Kenobi for someone as like, that's how she knew him when he saved her life kind of thing. So I wonder if that could be like a nice little tie in if they, if they do that. I'm pretty cool. Um, I generally, I like Reva, um, her character. I like that she's always on smoke. Um, <laughs> I like that she, she said to the villagers like, like tell us where the where the Jedi are. We're gonna cut off your hands, and then that like, one villager started chatting shit. She cut off her hand. Like, <laughs> play. You she told you what she was gonna do. You know, it is what it is. Um, I think she needs to dial it back. She's at eleven at the minute. She needs to dial it back just a little bit to like an eight point five. I think because she's just angry all the time. I need a little bit more subtlety, just a little bit. Yeah. Um, Who hurt you? Yeah. Well, well, we're hopefully we're gonna find out. I'm assuming that she was one of those in that flashback at the. the Order 66 in episode 1 I'm assuming she was maybe one of them one of them kids um, and what she obviously I don't know I'm ass- my assumption is that she's her, she's going to be angry at Obi-Wan because he, oh you're the Jedi you're the Jedi Master you should have protected us instead we all got scattered across the galaxy and we all got killed or turned into this or that so it, I think in her eyes she is who she is because of Obi-Wan and she hates him for that that's oh, Reva yeah that's my that's my working theory See, I didn't get that. I thought the way the Grand Inquisitor spoke to her mm. made me think that they were ex-Jedi and they've turned to these Inquisitors and that she was just someone they found like in the gutter and then they, mm. they saw she had potential. But she seems to be force-sensitive though, right? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. So, but that's what I'm thinking. Maybe they felt that and they were like, do we kill her? Do we get her? Or my thought process is that she's been given a mission by Darth Vader 
to go and sort out Obi Wan. Mm. Maybe either Darth Vader's got her family, or but then it, the, the problem I've got is I want that theory to can't I don't I don't want it to be true, but I don't mind if that theory is true. But I he, don't because yeah. he currently looks like he's in a cryo chamber trying to recover. Not he hasn't. It doesn't look like he's had the suit put on. But it's then been ten years. This is the thing though. I don't understand. I didn't. I didn't think. So from what I read, I didn't think he could come out of the suit because the suit was designed. Um, in like Rogue that. One, in Rogue One, he's in the he's in the uh, the tank as well. Is he? Yeah. I read somewhere that the suit was made by, uh, uh, was the design was done by Sidious so that if if Anakin ever took the suit off, he'd be in excruciating pain and he would die. I'm sure the pain part's true. But yeah, I don't know about the death part because I'm well, he, I'm he, fairly he, certain that he's in the tank in Rogue One. He takes the helmet off in um, the fifth one, didn't he? Or and then he dies. True, but not. Yeah, I don't know. He, um, he, but he also gets put in the suit at the end of Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, this is my thing. This is why I don't really get it. So maybe the thing I maybe the thing I read is is true, but maybe they haven't made it true in the the films. So why is Hayden Christensen back for this series when presumably you won't be able to recognise it's him? It's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> it's a good question. I'm really not sure. I'm maybe, curious to know how they're going to do it. Maybe flashback scenes? Well, well, they've got pictures of him in the suit, so I assume it's going to be him in the suit. Whether or not they use... Because obviously the voice is James Earl Jones, and I'm assuming he's not going to be voicing it. So I assume it's going to be Hayden Christensen voicing it. Um, yeah, I yeah. don't know really. is Darth Vader as well I saw that too yeah <clears throat> it should be him going around killing people <laughs> yeah. to be fair would be decent <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah sorry just quickly to uh, reel off things that I liked about the episode um, yeah just to reiterate what you guys have said I, re- I like the exchange between him and Uncle Owen and Uncle Owen throwing him some major shade like <laughs> <laughs> but then do you know what I don't get actually is that Reva was able to read uh, Kamel Nanjani's mind in episode two, but she could, presumably couldn't read Uncle Owen's mind in episode in episode one because she knew there was a Jedi about, apparently, but she didn't know that it was Obi Wan. But in the second episode, but did she try? Maybe yeah. To be fair, maybe she didn't try. Maybe she didn't try. But um, yeah, I was a bit I was a bit confused she, about that because I feel like one of them she was trying to shit scare into telling the story. Yeah, maybe that yeah. one. She, but it depends if someone's strong or weak minded. For a mm. Jedi to be able to overcome their mind, mm. so maybe Owen's got a strong mind and the other geezer doesn't. Yeah, um, maybe. Yeah. yeah I maybe. did like the character actually. I thought it was a bit to begin with. I wasn't sure I'd like it, but it was it was an interesting character. Yeah, I think there's definitely parts of the parts of the show that I'm really interested in. Um, more like I feel like Obi Wan's um, detachment from the Force and kind of like saying, like, like we lost the battle, like, it's done kind of thing. It's very reminiscent of um, Luke in The Last Jedi. Um, and I like that kind of, like, um, I don't know how you, what you call it, but, like, the, how they're, they're, the themes are quite similar because um, they've kind of, like, both abandoned hope, basically, until that have that one moment where they're like, okay, no, I need to come back. And even, like, that minute where he uh, where he saves Leia from falling because she was being stupid. Um, and... I am very curious now to see where... So, obviously, now he knows that Anakin's alive. Like, if you're Anakin... I, was, cause I like how scared he looked. Because he's probably thinking, like, 
fuck, like, I should have killed him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, because if you're Anakin, like, you're thinking, like, this guy chopped off my limbs <laughs> and burned me to death and then left me to burn. He made you a nugget. Like, literally, like, if you're Anakin, if, 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 if I'm over, I'm thinking, fuck, you know, he's going to fucking kill me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to lose my job. <laughs> I'd be like, how the fuck did this car survive? Hey, honestly. Yeah. One of, the, one of the last great mysteries. Well, you know those processed McNuggets will last forever, so... <laughs> oh, my God, man. <laughs> but, yes. <laughs> what, would, what would you do on this podcast without your little your witty comments, mate? It would Love be it. so boring. It would be really boring. Love it. No one would listen to it. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, okay, so... Just quickly, cut. sorry. Do we think we're going to see any more Jedi? Where's Where's Ahsoka at this point? Is she like she's about? She's a, is she a Padawan? No, she's this. So this is after she's she's left the Jedi Order now. Been gone from the Jedi Order. Um, Isn't the Mandalorian set off? Yeah, Mandalorian's like snooped. yeah, she yeah she is. Mandalorian's after Episode Six, but she, Ahsoka's like in her forties, like at that point, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. She's only like about sixteen, I assume, in the like Clone Wars. Yeah. So yeah, maybe we get Ahsoka. Um, we might get Force Ghost Qui Gon. If we if we do not get Qui Gon, I'm gonna write because they are setting it up way too much for us not to get. I right. would I would like a visual, but if I got just his voice, I could live with that. I need a visual, man. I need Chris. Visual. Chris said Liam Neeson don't do TV. It, but then but then you told me he went on flipping. Um, he was on Derry Girls. Derry Girls, yeah. Mm. Quality TV series, but like what? Who was your source? Cave Solico from. Sky Sports, mate. Unreliable. Unreliable. Um, he got tear gas. It was a... <laughs> <laughs> oh god. But yeah, I'm I, I'm a bit I'm a bit like I'm a bit like oh man, it's only six episodes. It's annoying me. They keep doing the six episode stuff, man. Yeah, yeah and we're ten. literally a third of the way through the series already. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. Although we will get concurrent Obi Wan and Ms. Marvel, so there will be some content. And then what, they're both going to drop on Wednesday. Think so. So yeah. Ms. Marvel drops on the eighth, and that will be when the fourth episode of Obi Wan comes out. Okay. And by the time Ms. Marvel's over, for Love and Thunder will be out. That's so strange. Yeah, me too. There must be some connection with the film and Ms. Marvel. What for? For the yeah, for them to bring the this series out just before the end of Obi Wan. So they didn't Moon Knight. Finish on the same day as uh, Doctor Strange come out, or something like that. Yeah, I but think yeah, maybe it's one that time. <laughs> yeah, when I mean, they are pumping out air stuff now. Mm. Yeah, they've they've kind of had to. I'm really I don't know I got back onto Marvel now, but I'm really in, in, intrigued to see like where everything goes. We've got lots of little threads dangling, and I've no idea when everything is set. You just need to, they just need to come out with like a a, a chronology saying this is. Eternals happened here, and this was mm. at the same time as this, and blah, 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 blah. Um, but yeah, back onto Obi-Wan. So yeah, I'm enjoying it so far. I am intrigued to see where it goes. Is this only just currently a one-series thing? As far as I'm aware, yeah. They said, right. they said limited series, so... But surely well, there's not tons of... I mean, obviously there was 19 years to fill, but we've already skipped 10 of those. Yeah. Um, And Ben Kenobi was still a bit of a hermit by the time a new hope came so mm. there probably isn't and, and 
I don't know, does Obi-Wan interact with Vader at all during Any Hope? Yeah. Uh, they meet up and he's like, the Darth Vader's like, oh, it's been a long time. And then I think Obi-Wan calls him Darth instead of calling him like Vader or Anakin, <laughs> which I think is, is strange. But, you know. and, then, and then who kills Obi-Wan? Uh, Darth Vader. Well, well, Obi-Wan stands there and goes oh, yeah. the force and yeah. Darth Vader slices air or yeah. slices an outfit. If you kill me, I shall become more powerful than you ever know. Or whatever he says. Ooh. Okay, so That's... if it's been a long time, then presumably they don't interact like tons after this. Thing. You would but think. You would think not. Thing. This is the thing that this series kind of makes sense but doesn't. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> yeah. No, fair enough. All right, well, we'll give you weekly episode updates as and when we pod. Uh, just a couple things to wrap up. The, I think you said this was the best multiverse film of the year so far. Um, everything, everywhere, all at once. Mm. So this is an absurdist comedy drama multiverse film. Absurdist is the right word. <laughs> yes. Written directed and produced by the Daniels, who are Daniel Kwan and Daniel Schneidt. Um So they previously did a film called Swiss Army Man, which I've not seen, but features Daniel Radcliffe as a farting corpse um, and also stars Paul Dano. That kind of sounds absurdist. So this stars Michelle Yeoh as a kind of, she owns a laundrette. Um, she's kind of got a, you know, bit of a chaotic life. Uh, she's trying to do her taxes. She's, you know, um, I mean, she, I don't know if she's first generation or second generation, but she's, you know, living the life of like an American dream. Mm. Um, although it's not kind of turned out that way. She's got the husband, um, who's played by Kei Hui Kwan, who was, um, uh, in The Goonies and Indiana Jones. This is his first acting role for like thirty odd years. Um, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So he was Waymond. Um, although I didn't know if he was called Raymond, and he had a speech impediment, but apparently it's Waymond. Um, but yeah, so she, he's the husband, a bit of a like, you know, a bit of a sap. Mm. And they've got a daughter who is called Joy. Uh, she is trying to come out to her parents and they're very much like no 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 she's your friend mm. um they go to submit their taxes jamie lee curtis plays an irs inspector and then waymond gets inhibited by his multiversal self his alpha self and it becomes like confident and cool and and sort of says to um evelyn you know the fate of the universe is, is up to you and teaches her how to tap into her multiversal selves. Um, and it basically becomes a story about trying to save the multiverse from a evil being called Jobu Tupaki, who... Are you reading this from Wikipedia? Uh, no. Wow, you're... Well, I, I, I'm, read, I'm reading the names from Wikipedia. Oh, okay, I was going to say. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, no, hey, I would I'll... never remember that. One's <laughs> name. Crazy, um, man. You got but yeah, so that turns out turns out to be Joy, who's their daughter, um, who like learned about all the multiverse and it sent her cuckoo. Um, she's being 
tempted by the bagel of destiny or whatever it is, <laughs> which is really weird. Um, and she's trying to bring her mother in and everyone to, to look into the bagel and to get the full knowledge of the multiverse. Um, it kind of then develops into a mother-daughter kind of story, and that's how it resolves. Is she says, oh, you know, accepts her for who she is, and, and it's very kind of familial drama. Um, but yeah, I mean, this this film is batshit. So one of the multiversal planes is that everyone has hot dogs for fingers. Oh my god, yeah. And there's a scene where her and Jamie Lee Curtis are like together and they put their hot dog fingers in each other's mouths. Very odd. Um, But I like the way that they connect to their other selves. So in essence, you are, you know, Obi in this universe, but there is a version of you who has learned Kung Fu and you can, the way that you do it is there's a completely random thing you have to do like you know you you kind of just you kind of get an intuition of what you need to do and by doing that random acts so it could be um like eating chewing gum from the floor it could be um you know licking your finger and putting it in your ear or it could be shoving shoving an award up your ass yeah (laughs) um and then that (laughs) triggers like a bluetooth headset and you click that and you get the skills from your multiversal self um, so yeah, Kung Fu or whatever. And yeah, so I, I liked, I mean, the concept is, is obviously massive and it's a very indie film. Um, but I think they do really well to kind of explain how it works and then follow that through. Um, and, and they use so many different universes as well, which is to its credit. They could have just kind of kept to a couple, but I think this is a very ambitious and very visually impressive film. The editing also, I think, was great. There's parts where she's doing actions in one multiverse and that translates to the universe we're in and the way they edit it is pretty seamless. So I was very impressed with it. It was very long and there were parts where I was getting confused about what was going on. But I appreciated the ambition of it, the scope of it, the um, absurdist nature of it. It was funny. Um, And I really kind of felt for... A lot of the characters I think it was very well acted. So overall, I was very, yeah, very impressed with it, even though it was kind of hectic. <laughs> what did you think of it, Obi? Yeah, I echo your same sentiments, to be honest. I think I probably, um, maybe a little bit, I liked it a little bit more than you, maybe. Um, I just was really impressed with it and how, like, they took that concept of the multiverse and, like, they made it pretty much as as wacky and nonsensical as you possibly could have, but still made it make sense into that two hours into a film that was fun and entertaining and also quite heartfelt and, um, and relatable in in certain situations as well. Um, I thought that the, the girl, or sorry, the woman who played, uh, Joy, Joy? Mm -hmm. she was fantastic. I thought, and I would love to see her in like a Marvel film as a villain. I think she she would be a great villain. Um, I really liked her, like the sin, the sin. She was really sinister, and she was like killing people, but she was doing it in a way that was like so just batshit crazy that it was like so like entertaining, and it wasn't as menacing as it sh- I suppose should have been, I guess, because of the way she, because like the things she was doing, because she could basically manipulate anything and everything into anything mm. she wanted, 
Um, so I thought that was really cool. Um, I thought some of the like the choreography, like the fight choreography, and the stunt choreography was really cool. Especially the one with uh, there was one with so with Joy when she kills the policeman. That whole bit was really good. And then also the bit with the two guys that were trying to stick that thing up their bum was, was oh, really good. And also really funny. And also, yeah, also really funny. Um, I really actually enjoyed So there was the, there was a bit, bit where um, they go to a world, Joy and the mum. What was the mum's name again? Uh, Evelyn. Evelyn. They go to a world where they're both rocks. They can't speak, but like they can move. And it's just... It's maybe two, two, three minutes, maybe. I don't know, maybe I'm exaggerating, but like just sort of silent rocks and subtitles. And like, I think there's a couple different scenes of them as rocks. And like, they're just chatting to each other. And like, some of the actually, I think the later scene of them as rocks was actually quite like heartfelt and stuff. And like, there was points where I was like, I'm actually like getting like quite emotional watching two rocks speak to each other. Like, <laughs> and they're just like, yeah, it was... it was, yeah, sorry, go on. Yeah, it was quite profound because there was literally no diegetic or non-diegetic music as well. It was just silence and subtitles mm. and like them being rocks. Um, there's also one where there were pinatas. Yes, yeah, 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 pinatas. Yeah, <laughs> just funny. There's one where um, they can only use their feet. <laughs> they don't use that. That was the hot dogs one, wasn't it? I was that, oh, was that the same one. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, because they, they had the they, yeah, yeah. They don't grip. There was also one where um, Evelyn is a famous actress, mm. and she attends a film premiere. And one of the posters on the uh, in the cinema is for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Yeah. Oh yeah, because there was one point where they said, "Oh yeah, the end." She dies. Yeah. Like yeah, the end, and that's act- and it, but it's the film. I was like, oh shit! Like that actually, like that probably got me. I was like outside outside the box, outside the box. That was, yeah, um, that was pretty cool. Um, and yeah, I, like, I even like the bits. Obviously, so obviously the husband is um, planning on divorcing her, um, and then she's kind of like, when she goes through this experience, she's like, "Oh, look how good my life would have been without you," um, but then realizes that maybe it's not as good as I think the world that she was referring to was the one where she's a movie star. But then she meets, she still meets her husband at obviously at different points in their lives, and she still like has that connection with him and kind of thing, and still wants to reconnect with him. And they have like a really good couple com- like conversation like, in like the alleyway, and he's like kind of like oh like don't give me hope kind of thing because like you know it took him this long to get over her and stuff like that, and then she kind of and that and then plus everything else that's going on and in our present timeline, she kind of goes a bit mental and starts smashing up the laundrette, and the husband just like super calm about it and he's just kind of like he manages to convince the um the police and whoever else to not to press charges against her and that kind of like makes her see kind of like oh this man like really does like faults and all this guy this man like loves me for like who I am kind of thing and that kind of like turns around their relationship and they kind of like are able to like uh, reconnect and rekindle which was really sweet and along with that as well oh sorry go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say but in that movie universe like she's super successful but so is he yeah and I think that that she was like, oh, I would have been better off without him. And then it's like, well, he was also better off without you. Mm. So which I think was quite powerful in a way. I think uh, um, I, I liked that whole familial aspect of it. What I don't think worked so much is the whole, like, the threat of the multiverse. Because they kind of just drop it halfway through. Mm. That when, that when it's like, oh, Joe Butapaki is joy. 
then it becomes like a mother and daughter thing, which I preferred to the whole this random being. Yeah. So they kind of started with that and then just very quickly dropped it. Yeah, because um, I suppose it, look, it looked like she was trying to kill Evan and then she kind of just said, I don't even really want to kill you. I just want to, I just want you to see what I have to kind of like go for. Look at the bagel. Yeah, exactly. And then that guy who gets controlled by the raccoon. <laughs> 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 it's like Ratatouille. <laughs> What is it called? It's called it like Rakakuni or whatever it was called. Rakakuni, yeah. Yeah. And oh, then the thing right. is, like, when the point where she, when she lifted up the hat, the raccoon was on top of his head. I was, I was dying. Man. Was, oh, this thing was so dumb, man. I just find it so funny, man. Oh, gosh. But yeah, I, honestly, I really, I really enjoyed this film. I really did. I think, I think I do agree with you that it's maybe like 15 minutes too long. Yeah, I watched this on the same day as Doctor Strange. Okay. And I came out of it. And I enjoyed it, but I thought Doctor Strange was better. Mm. But I don't know. I think maybe thinking about it more, because I can't, obviously I was in the cinema for like six hours. Yeah. And so I think I was just like, oh, that was exhausting. But yeah. I do think for the, it was $25 million budget. Yeah. And Why were you in the cinema for hours? Because Doctor Strange was two and a bit, and then this was two. Oh, you're long. No, I'll do that. Two no, no. twenty. Um, but I mean, you know, for what they did with their money, it looks just as good, if not in some parts yeah. better than Doctor yeah. Strange. I agree. Um, which I think is to its massive credit. Mm. I think it did. Yeah, I think it did more of that, personally. Not that I didn't enjoy Doctor Strange, but I just think this film was for me it was such a like a breath of fresh air. I thought, and I just didn't. I just didn't. I didn't know. Well, I knew what it was about, but I just didn't know how how mental it was going to be. And normally, mm. I don't really like films that are kind of like all over the place, but I don't know. This one I just really, really took to. And I also appreciate the fact that it's a film of a majority Asian cast. Yeah, for sure. So the the actor, K. Hui Kwan, um, who was in The Goonies and, and um, uh, Indiana Jones, uh, he played Short Round, I think it's called. Um, he was saying that he just didn't get any more uh, auditions after that when he was, you know, he was like 14 or something when he did The Goonies. Mm. So he was in like the two two of the biggest films of the eighties. Mm. He just couldn't get another gig um, because there weren't any roles for Asian people. Mm. Uh, and then he was offered this role by the Daniels, and he said he was like got really emotional because now Hollywood, you know, thirty odd years later, Hollywood is more, uh, you know, able to offer these people the roles and, and yeah. the fact that he's he's in his like 50s now so he's like mm. an old you know Michelle Yeoh is also like an older Asian person so it's mm. um, good that it's not just going to people like Simu Liu and yeah. Henry Golding and stuff was um was Michelle Yeoh in um, Shang-Chi I'm gonna make yes. it up. okay yeah. cool yeah so yeah it's good check it out um, it's zany and wacky and absurd but in all the right places yeah. um, and then Finally, unless there's anything else you guys wanted to talk Oh, you want to talk about Strange Things. But let's talk quickly about Top Gun. So I've not seen Maverick yet. I know you have, Obi. I'm seeing yeah. it tomorrow. Um, I watched it in 4DX I'm... for the first time. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm interested to see how that was. Mm. Um, What's I watched... that? 4DX? Yeah. Uh, it's like where the seat moves and all that shit and get water in your face and all that stuff. Oh, shit. One of those. Oh, yeah. right. I watched um, Jumanji, the one with the rock in 4DX. I oh, hated it. Did you? Oh my god, my back was in bits. 
<laughs> oh my god, it was like doing, you know, go-karting in no suspension. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so Top Gun, I watched it, uh, well, rewatched it the other day because I was like, I don't remember what happened in this. Um, and the answer is not a lot. Um, but it is still yeah. surprisingly a good film. So features, it's, it's fun. <laughs> features Tom Cruise as Pete Maverick Mitchell. He is a fighter pilot in the Navy and he and his friend Goose get picked to attend the Top Gun program, which is the, you know, creme de la creme. Uh, so he goes to California to taught how to be even better than he already is. Uh, he starts chirps in, um, the only woman in a bar and, uh, you know, she's like coy about it and then they have flirty banter. She turns out to be the asterisk physicist who's the civilian contractor. Oh gosh, how complicated. Um, so yeah, there's a few kind of aerial stunts, which were actually really impressive considering this came out in 86. Mm. Uh, there is Iceman, um, played by Val Kilmer, who mm. is, uh, you know, one of these, he thinks he's the best, Maverick thinks he's the best, and so they have a bit of animosity. But it doesn't ever really develop beyond the no. old, like, uh, I'm better than you. There's not yeah. even, like, a drapes. No, the drapes. I will also say that. Of the two, I'm on Val Kilmer's side. <laughs> of, the, <laughs> of this, of these two people, like. Yeah, because Maverick, Maverick is dangerous. Yeah. Bear dangerous, like, anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, and then, during a stunt, Goose, uh, gets killed because he, uh, they get caught in like a jet stream and he has to, um, it, it, I was gonna say ejaculate, no, eject. <laughs> um, but he could have done, you never know. Um, and ends up dying and then Maverick's like, oh, very, you know, distraught and he doesn't think he's worthy and then he gets talked back into it. And then they, they, at the end, they, they kind of save, he, he helps, um, Iceman defeat, uh, kind of, faceless enemy um so yeah i mean it's a film that doesn't really have like a main villain uh which is you know atypical but again that, that's fine um it wasn't, wasn't really about that much but i just kind of liked it like the soundtrack's iconic um i thought the the aerial sequences were pretty impressive um so yeah it was it was fine <laughs> it was yeah it was like a seven out of ten i'd say um, I, sorry, can you hear me? Uh-huh. Okay. I am pretty much in agreement with you. I think this film is very 80s. Um, mm. there are certain, it's very, like, like you, even though it's shot, like, it's very, like, grainy. There are certain aspects of it where I'm like, the colour palette feels very, like, is it, in, is this, uh, where does this, um, where is it set? Where's, where's the top, like, top gun place? California. California, yeah, it feels like that, like, the way it's, like, kind of orangey, yellowy tint kind of thing which is pretty cool um i think that uh like you said not a lot happens in the film i guess and like it's really weird because like obviously the film's called top gun stars tom cruise but he only gets into top gun place because the other guy decides to go home so he was second in the cast and then he's not the top gun at the end. Val Kilmer's top gun at the end. So, like, he's not even top yeah. gun. Like, it's, quite, it's quite a strange concept. But I like it in the fact that, like, maybe not all the time the main character has to be, like, the hero. Sometimes he does actually learn that he can be the wingman instead of being the um, 
you know, the top guy to kind of like, to kind of like be the one to save the day. But he obviously he did save the day partially, but he wasn't like the main guy, um, which I did like. Um, I was really actually really upset when Goose died because <laughs> I really liked Goose. <laughs> um, and it was quite unexpected. Like, I just didn't think that was going to happen. I was like, oh man. Like, he was just with his wife and kids. Like, oh God. I know, yeah. Oh man. Um, I thought that, uh, I actually thought that him, Tom Cruise, and uh, Kelly McGillis, mm-hmm. is her name, have had pretty good chemistry. I thought their relationship was believable, apart from the, the where she almost like crashed into seventeen people trying to chase him uh, out <laughs> of um, the what's it called? I thought that was a bit over dramatic. Um, but, I, but I believed their relationship, and yeah, I, was, I enjoyed that a lot. Um, I thought, like I said, the action scenes, considering the time period is set in, are really cool, and it kind of like were really engaging and actually when we think that like oh wow like you know this is actually like a proper mission like this is dangerous kind of thing um and yeah i would have you know like you said i would have liked if val kilmer got a few more got a bit more to do apart from just saying oh you're reckless you're reckless um but i enjoyed their kind of like him and his wingman against the uh, old wingman uh Rio or whatever they call it against uh, Goose and, uh, and Maverick I think was uh, was really cool as well and yeah uh, uh, it's a decent film I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it's anything to write home about considering this film is like in terms of like cinematic history this film's like up there I think in terms of like cult phenomenon like people loved this film when it first came out I think it made, it made a lot of money when it first came out mm. um, so I was kind of expecting a little bit more but for what I got I suppose I wasn't disappointed in any way um, yeah. Was it one of Tom Cruise's first film? Yeah, it was. It was his breakthrough role, wasn't it? Yeah, so maybe that's why everyone like hyped about it. Yeah, yeah, probably, probably. Um, yeah, and um, I did. Oh, it's really annoying because I did my um, that thing where you uh, they give you your call sign. <laughs> to find, I was trying to find out my call sign for uh, my Top Gun call sign, but oh yeah, what was it? I was trying to, I was trying to find it. Give me, give me thirty-four seconds. Highway to. Um, just a, a quick kind of one-liner. Is Maverick better? Yeah. Okay, that's encouraging. Yes. Yeah. All these like legacy sequels, you kind of think, oh, do we need it? But um, I mean, I don't know whether Val Kilmer's in it because I think he's got throat cancer, so he doesn't isn't able to speak. Well, yeah, I just I just read that. Yeah, I thought that was a bit mad. But, um, I was gonna say, was it needed a second film? I know it was just saying it's better, but was it really needed? No, definitely not. I wonder if they'll do a prequel because one of the points of the first Top Gun film is that uh, Maverick, like his father, kind of went missing and he wasn't ever. It was classified as to what happened. He does find yeah. out in the end, but um, I'm thinking they're probably definitely going to do a when Tom Cruise is older. They'll do like he's his father in the 40s or whatever too in the. <laughs> Well, sixties probably doing doing the flying pilot, so there's the scope there. But yeah, I mean, um, I, I mean the trailers for Maverick look pretty impressive, um, and I didn't expect the aerial sequences from the original. I was going to say, I think the action sequences look really cool. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Uh, I wouldn't, I like when I heard it was announced, I was like, meh. But having rewatched it and seen the trailer. Mm. So wait, oh, sorry, I found it. Wait, my call sign is so. My call sign is Wiz. <laughs> Wiz. Wiz. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> Which I don't and love. 
send the link to us so we can do ours. Yeah, we'll do it. Um, Chris, give us a give us a, a lowdown on Stranger Things. Isn't on there like seven episodes of that, fourteen hours each. Fourteen hours each, you joker. Um, I've only seen like four or five of them so far. I've uh, seen I've seen three, so don't spoil okay. Um Oh, okay. Um, yeah, let's just. I I don't know what where, where episode three got to, so I don't want to spoil anything. But um, yeah, it's 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 similar kind of vibe from the previous series. Uh, all the characters. There's there's a few more characters than last season. They go into different groups, investigating something in certain ways, and yeah, that's. That's the premise, I guess. The uh, problem I have with sorry, Chris, this is yeah, quickly. No. The problem I have with Strange Things is that because it's been so long since season three, I've kind of forgot not not that I forgot the storyline, but I forgot certain aspects of it. So like things were happening to certain characters, and I was like, do we know this from the previous season, or is this just a completely new that, phenomenon? That is literally what I was thinking as well. It's it it is quite hard to track, mm. especially the fact that yeah, these characters yeah they've left it so long to do this season. I can't remember. Mm. I assume it's because of COVID. Yeah. But yeah, it's kind of mad because um, yeah, because they've grown up quite a bit. Yeah. Obviously, in real life, I think one of the characters is now like eighteen, and they started when they were like eleven or something. And it's mm. kind of crazy that we've seen them grow up, and they haven't grown up that much in the in the actual series. Yeah. Um, I think the problem I've got is I think this will uh, like. Obviously, we've probably still got another half of the season to come because part two come out next week. Next, next month, I think. Next month. Um, Maybe it's so next my, week. my thought process is there's probably going to be a season five. Um, I think they said season five will be the last season. Okay, that makes sense in my mind because I feel like they're just recycling the same thing and just making it bigger and badder each time. I agree. Um, I like some of the character development I've seen so far. Other character development because I feel like there's such a big cast. It's um, some of them aren't developing as much. Mm. I've got a question for you though, Obes, and I mm-hmm. can't remember which one it is. I think the character is called Will. He's the yeah. character. The character that went missing. Yeah. Season one. Yeah. What do you think his big secret is? He's gay. Yeah. <laughs> He's absolutely gay. I, I didn't know if I, I didn't know if I'd missed the trick because. <laughs> Obviously, the girl touches his foot, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think he fancies Mike. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if it was like too obvious the way they were doing it. Yeah. But. I think it was. I think it is. They, yeah, they they basically beat you over the head with it. Yeah, yeah. It's very obvious. I think. Doesn't sound like you guys are that enthused about this series. No, don't get me, I, I really, no, I really like it. I really like strange things. But my only, my only gut with it was that I just, at points I was like, what the fuck is going on? I'm so confused. But I do really I, enjoy it. I yeah. Do. Well, but yeah, at times it's. I think the character chemistry is great, but all yeah. the different characters they work really well together, yeah. and I think that's what kind of makes the series. The big bad, okay, whatever, because we know they're monsters and stuff, mm. so it's not like a big deal to us anymore. But I mean, the character arc I actually care about the least is actually Eleven. Really, I feel like she's meant to be the the main part of it, mm. like. But yeah, I mean, can't really say much more than that. I, but I just presumed that this was the last series, considering I saw the episode length, and I was like, wow. Mm. But weren't the last episodes that long? Or these longer? 
I think it's about 15 minutes longer. Well, three, pretty much each of these are at least an hour and a half, and the last episode of the series is two and a half hours long. I did think that when I was watching this, I was thinking, how the hell am I only on episode like four or five? <laughs> I wasn't... Uh, like you, can't, you can't just get in the groove of just watching it. Mm. It's like, oh, yeah. We'll pass it. Yeah. Have any of you ever watched Ozark? Yeah, I'm on season... End of season three. I'm still on season one. Oh, okay. Because that's finished now. Um, pretty satisfactory ending, I guess. Mm. Apparently, I read a review, and this was before it came out, that it was the best bit of cinema, that, uh, TV that anyone had ever seen with some of the most iconic moments that will be lived through TV memories forever. Is that the case? No. no okay. It was, it was a very good series, um, and it's very well acted and well written and engaging. Um, it does kind of, by the last season, I was a bit like, it slowed down a bit, but then they had to kind of wrap things up. Um is it, no, some of the best television I've ever seen was in Game of Thrones. So, uh, oh, gosh. It'd be very difficult to top that. Uh, although House of Dragons coming out in August, so I guess we can start diversifying yeah. again away from superhero stuff. I think I think someone said that at some point in either August or September, I think Andor, House of Dragon, and uh, Rings of Power are all going to be on that at the same time. What's Rings of Power? The Lord of the Rings one. Sure. All right, all right. All right. Well, so I heard something to, uh, no, so I, I went to watch Lord of the Rings uh, with a live orchestra on Sunday. How was that? How was, what? How was it? Yeah, it was good, yeah, it was really interesting, like, quite cool to see all of it in front of you as they do the music and stuff, and you, you forget it's got quite a, a big score throughout the whole film. Mm. Very, like, I, love, I love the score for Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it's really good, and like, the, there's a young person and a, and a more, and, and a woman singing, and they're really good and like quiet at the back. Yeah, it's, it's really good. Um, but like, oh, where was I going with this point? Um, yeah, so one of the, the one of the people I went with said that the the and we may have mentioned this before, but the TV series that they're bringing out is meant to be on the Scallion, Scallion, Cimmerillion, Cimmerillion. But apparently they don't actually have the rights to that, mm. so they're going to make up the bits in between. Okay. Which fascinating because they spent a billion on this, and I would have thought they would have got the rights to it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So either this person hasn't got all the information, or they well, they're just Amazon, so they can do whatever they want. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to bother watching this series. I might just let you go. I'm going to be honest. That's uh, like me with the House of Dragons things. What you okay. just I'll watch House of Dragon, and you watch Rings of. I'll watch both of them. So I, don't I mean, to be honest, I probably will watch both of them, but I don't think I'll be as enthusiastic as you guys will be for the Game of Thrones one. I mean, um, George R. R. Martin needs to put his finger on his ass and finish writing the goddamn books. Yeah, but what's the, what, 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 what's it matter now, anyway? I, look, I'm a purist, all right? I need to read them. Um, he keeps, I keep seeing these things like, oh, this game has been developed with George R. R. Martin. But why? He's got books to write. Stop developing games and other I just got a feeling he doesn't know how to write the ending. I think he's got this, he had this big grand plan and he thought the series would shine it through, but them two idiots directed it poorly and now he doesn't really know what to do. Uh, never going to 
not be angry about that. Right, any more for These any... Are, Yeah, that was terrible. Did you say season eight? The last season, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, any more for any more before we wrap up? Not for me. I mean, I've watched a few other things, but uh, I'm sweet. I'm all good. All right. Well, thank you for tuning in. Um, thank you, guys, for your opinions. We are on Twitter at YC Podcast 17. We are on Instagram as Zero Average Critics. We can be found on Spotify, Apple, wherever you podcast. Um, follow us, subscribe, leave us a review, and get involved in the conversation. Until next time. Peace. Give us sexy. <laughs>